0: Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Sel- ale- al- Was- salatu ala rasulillah wa alihi wa sahbihi wa jama'in. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi Wa 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 wa
1: All
0: right man, what we talking about.
2: Today we're going to talk about you know the root of the the root of the episode is you know is, Islam, submission. How many of, how many of us ask yourselves ladies and gentlemen, how many of you truly submit to the word of Allah? Read the Quran, you submit to what it says. You say this is the truth and I, I adhere to it and this is what I believe in and it doesn't matter if all of society goes against me.
1: Or even if something goes against your desires, you're like, maybe this is better for me to give this up, even though right now I enjoy it. Maybe later on down the line, you'll realize this was not for you, but you spent your entire life in sin. No. And then it becomes hard on your heart to turn back to Allah, even though we all can, right? Mm-hmm. But like, nah, like what you said, you can love something.
2: You can love someone. You can love them so much in your heart, but that don't mean that's good for you, bro. That don't mean that's good for you, dog. Like what Allah says and what Allah has legislated, you gotta ask yourself why did Allah reveal the Quran to guide mankind? This is this is a mercy from Allah. It goes over our heads. We have the we have a book which is which is detailed in us. It's detailed stories from the prophets. It gave us rules, regulations, so that we could become righteous people and not fall into what the people before us have fallen into—shirk, idol worshipful, idol worshiping things like that. You gotta you gotta thank Allah for that, you know.
1: You got to realize, like, how bad that really is. Like, every single day that I live my life, I realize how bad it is that there are people who commit shirk living amongst me. And I realize, like, these people are criminals. Like, everything they do, it goes against what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has you gotta, taught
2: You got to say, alhamdulillah, I'm not out there worshiping, like, an idol, if you're, you know, if you're a Muslim, you know?
0: No, because it, it is truly a blessing to be able to prostrate to the one true God and to be able to follow his religion and not to be on some sort of falsehood. Because when we look at the practices of some... Ideologies outside the religion of Islam, you just sit there and you're like, Subhanallah, alhamdulillah, that I'm a Muslim. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, you can you just leave it at that, and then go ahead and you know try to give your dawah, try to bring them into the religion of Islam. And if they, if they want, if they if they reject you, don't take it personal. You know, they're rejecting the religion of Allah, and you know. Th- Imagine what that says about such a person. No,
2: but even like, what you just said, it's haq, uh, it's, it's the truth. Because uh, when the Rasul alayhi alaihi wasallam in the Quran, Allah so, says, Allah says, don't grieve over like what they say about you. They they don't believe, they don't disbelieve in you.
1: They're not angry with you, they, but really, it's the words of Allah that they disbelieve in. And their hearts are ill towards that. And no, you know how crazy that is, though. This is the words of Allah. Like no matter what people think or say or whatever about the Quran, it's not going to change the fact that it's the word of Allah. Yeah. And they they're here not only disbelieving in it. Saying bad stuff about it. Like, imagine saying bad stuff about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like, and one thing, like, since I've been going live these past couple of days, you know, I'd have Islam is the truth on my thing. And people are like, oh, that's a clickbait title. I'm like, no. The fact of the matter is, I believe Islam is the truth. I'm just going to talk about it. If you don't believe it, leave. I was like, I'm not here to debate. Then I see, like, these atheists or these Christians coming in talking about Islam. And a lot of them, they're just bringing up either, like, one-off hadiths or a Quran verse. And I'm like, you got this one Quran verse from reading the whole surah? Like, you can't come to me with one verse, one word from the Quran and tell me that you know exactly what it means or try to get me to explain it to you. When, for one, I told you I'm not a scholar, so I'm not going to explain something to you that I don't know, I have complete knowledge of. And I I tell people, oh, go read the exegesis, go read the tafsir. And I know that these people, they don't, like the Quran in their mind is just a book. It's not what it actually is. Revelation. Yeah, you don't look at it like this is something that is supposed to guide me through life. Like we were talking about this last night, whether the Quran is here or like the day of judgment doesn't come for the next million years, the Quran will still be the guidance. It's not going to change. The guidance will not change because there's no prophet. There's no messenger coming after this. There's no other revelation to come after the Quran. So if if earth is here for the next billion years and we're not here, the Quran will still be here. The Quran will still be the living word of God It's going to be going from generation to generation to generation. Whether the the book itself is destroyed, it doesn't matter. It's going to be going on through word of mouth. Forever. You can eliminate paper. The Quran will still be here. People will still be learning the Quran. And how many people actually, like, really think about that? This is, we're almost, we're in 1446. That's the Hijri calendar. Huh? Or we're five. going to 1446. Mm-hmm. Okay? And it's been that long, and the Quran is still here. And you could eliminate it. That's the only book in the world. You can eliminate it. You can't even eliminate those little nursery rhyme books. Because they won't remember it. Quran is the one book that you could eliminate and still be here forever. And that is a promise from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What's going on?
0: (laughs) Nothing. Look, I was just thinking about what you were just saying about, you know, these people that will come in here, they'll say this one thing. What is these people's problems? They have a problem with submitting. And even then, when we look, not even just out the non-Muslims, even look inside our own Muslim community. When you tell your Muslim brother or sister, oh yeah, music is haram, they try to sit there, they have they have a problem with it. They're gonna attack you on it. Or you try to sit there and tell them they can't be doing so-and-so. Oh, this is you know, you can't be in a relationship, it's haram. And they sit there, they have a problem with that. They'll sit there, they'll nitpick, whatever, they'll try to justify their action and try to go against the word of Allah. What well, and on top of that, the worst part is whenever they try to justify their action, they're attacking you. They're attacking you, but in
1: reality, you're you're going against the words of Allah. You're attacking the words of Allah. What are you trying to say here? Yes, subhanAllah. Like, what you, like this is so true. Like, it's not even just for me, for myself. I've seen it all, all throughout social media, especially like people coming public with their da'wah nowadays, like calling people to Islam or giving people Islamic reminders. People always find a problem with what <laughs> you say. You could be saying the most, you could be saying a Quran quote. Someone might find a problem with it. Like, and that that's an issue within ourselves because we we need to get away from our desires. Like, we need to get away from our opinions, because some does not like the rule of our deen is not with our opinions. It's not with our desires, not with our whims. We don't act upon those things. We act upon the Quran and the Sunnah. We follow that which is best for us because it's for us,
0: Mm -hmm. right? And again, what separates us between us and the disbelievers is the fact that, look, we as Muslims, we're still normal human beings. We have desires. We have temptations. We want to do certain things. We're going to sin, et cetera, right? But our difference is we submit to the word of Allah because we know what Allah has revealed is true. We believe in God, right? Where does Islam come from? It comes from the word asnama, which means to submit. So anyone who submits their will to God is a Muslim, all right? And people people have a big problem just understanding that in itself. But in reality, it's just something. It's simple, very simple.
1: You know the, the other day um uh, when I was on live, this was I was speaking to a lot more Muslims this day. Uh someone came up talking about the you know the holidays and stuff, all these yeah. uh holidays like the, the kufar they celebrate and stuff. And this one wasn't even about Chris, uh Christmas. This one was Mother's Day. And they were like, Oh, there's nothing wrong with Mother's Day, it's cultural and this and that. I was like, No, it's not from the, the Quran Sunnah. If it's not from the Quran Sunnah, we don't partake in it. You can't call something Islamic and say, Oh uh, I partake in this and there's nothing wrong with it. I was like, why? What's the issue with you celebrating your mom every other day? Why does it you? Why does it have to fall on this day? The same day that the kufar have, uh, like put have her? have
0: made it that day to yeah. celebrate for your mom. And on top of that, so the first the first point that you made, it's not in the Quran and the Sunnah. So already right there, you should have put a stop sign. Should have already stopped, stopped your desires and already submitted to that. Okay, let's even go further than that. Allah, why does Allah make something haram because it's harmful to us? When you look at the origins of these pagan holidays when it comes to Christmas, when it comes to birthdays, when it comes to New Year's, when it comes to Mother's Day, Father's Day, whatever, you don't know the original roots and where these where these things came from, right? And there's there's a book there's a book on this. I forgot the name of the book. But it literally talks about where these holidays originated from. And if you were to find out where they came from, you would be so disgusted. And it reminds me of this ayah in Surah, uh, Surah Ali Imran, when Allah says, none knows its hidden meanings except Allah. This verse will Always stick with me because, like, yes. At the end of the day, Allah knows better than what we do, what we know, and from what we can already see, we can already see how disgusting such a thing is. But it could be even more disgusting than that. But Allah has has hid
2: that from us, right? But
0: Allah already told us, stay away from it. That's and,
2: it. And I think one of the best point, one of the good points that you just made is, why can't you just do it every any other day? You can celebrate your mom every single. day. You're supposed to be good to your mom. Allah says, be good to your mom. Like. Your Lord has decreed Worship him And him alone Into parents good treatment You can't do that Every single other day
1: I don't know I just Yeah exactly Why you spoil your mom One day out of the year Like And another thing Was like What you just said It brought this in my mind These holidays Have nothing to do With Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala You see how Both Eids We attribute it To Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala The sacrifice We attribute it to Allah We sacrifice in the name Of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala One of the most beloved Things to Allah Is to sacrifice in his name Right So we do that That's one Then Eid al-Fitr we, we celebrate finishing Ramadan, some a month that we like put or, our or entire, entire worship yeah, you know. for his sake. We gave up food and drink for his sake. Two of our most like notable desires is like is sustenance for our bodies. We gave that up for his sake. And then we get to celebrate that for his sake. Like We get to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he allowed us to make it to this day. We got to fast Ramadan. We got to do our best, this and that. And... The other eight, any other holiday that you celebrate, you can't tell me that you attribute that to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's no other holiday. Even whether it's Mother's Day, Father's Day, it doesn't matter. Oh, I'm celebrating my parents. It doesn't matter. Like, where in the Quran and Sunnah did you see this? Prophet Ali Wasallam didn't even have his parents. So how would it make sense? Like at the end of the day, it doesn't make sense, bro. You won't see it anywhere from any of those hobbies or any of the Salaf, of anything. Like, no matter what holiday it is, you're not gonna find like them partaking in it because it's an evil act, it's an evil deed. we only see the eeds you know we have our we have our holiday yeah exactly Exactly. like but it's just things like that bro celebrate your parents any other day go take them out for a meal go treat them well like and on top of that
0: this is a big opportunity to get rewarded because it is such a big opportunity to get good deeds by going ahead and taking taking your parents out to go eat or going ahead and feeding your muslim brothers like let's say right you're not i'm be celebrating your birthday but going out and like taking the kids out to have a picnic whatever it may be like doing something, right? These are opportunities for good deeds. Don't just look at it as well, okay, oh man, you know, I'm being limited. No, you have plenty of opportunities to do something fun, to do something nice. And on top of that, put it back to Allah. Thank Allah again and take that opportunity uh, opportunity to turn good deeds. Imagine you sat there, you went to Jannah for having a good time.
1: Yeah. Like look at look at the intention though. When it's not on a day that's designated for that holiday, think about where your intention can be. Oh, I'm just gonna go have a good time with my family because Allah Subhanahu told me, be good to my family, treat my family well. And on top do, of that, this thing can, this can be a daily thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, but when you try to go for a designated day, now you're just trying to do it because society has said this day is the best day to go take your mom out for a good meal, get her a gift, or something like that. So, who are you really doing for at the end of the day? Now,
0: yeah, exactly. So, just imagine you you just followed you know what Christmas, your birthday, Mother's Day, Father's Day. Let's add New Year's onto that. All right, that's what. Five five days. Add a little bit more holidays. All right, let's just say five to ten days of the year. There's 365 days in the year. You're only going to tell me that ten days of that you're going to attribute it to your family and your friends. <laughs> hey, that's <awesome>. hard. <laughs> when you put it like, like that, it's kind
1: of <laughs> it's like Exactly. Like <laughs> this is not even just the whole premise of the view, but it's just more like giving up your desires. Like think think for yourself. What what's more logical? What's practical? What saying at the end of
0: Surah Al-Baqarah? We hear and we obey. That's it when when we as muslims when there's a revelation we we're going to listen to it because it doesn't matter what are the people before us how do they how do, how do their scriptures get corrupted and changed because they sat there and they went against what Allah said they wanted to follow their own desires that's exactly how they got into the position that they are
2: and maybe you know you know subhanallah like like you said giving up your desires you know that like you think you're just giving you think you're just mi- you're missing out no wallahi by allah you will be recompensed for every single thing that you did in this world in on the day of judgment you'll be recompensed you'll be repaid in full for what you have done so imagine you leave something for the sake of allah allah is going to pay you in full maybe maybe he might even bless you in this life with something uh, something else
0: there you go this is perfect right here because look i'll say this from personal experience me back 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 when i used to hang around like a lot of non-muslims and they used to be doing all sorts of haram. I used to feel like I was missing out a lot, right? Even as a Muslim, right? This is showing that we have our own desires. I used to feel like I was missing out a lot. But even, but to this day now, alhamdulillah, I never part, partook in whatever they took in because look, now I feel way better than ever and I'm not in their current situation. This is the blessing of seeing it in this current life, not even just having to wait in the akhirah.
2: Like that's a nirmah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And remember, I remember earlier you talking about how Islam is a blessing. It's crazy you say that. In Surah al we talk about this verse almost every single day. In the last verse of Surah al Allah says, on that day, we will ask you about your blessings. Islam is a blessing. Imagine you are a Muslim and, and your whole life you neglected, uh, you neglected Allah, you, were, you neglected the masjid, you neglected the Quran. What is, what is Allah going to tell you on the day of judgment?
0: We'll ask you about your blessings. Or even for the people that are out here on social media, you have a platform and you didn't use it for Allah. Think about it. Is that not a blessing in itself, or well, on top of that, it could be a big disgrace or you to yourself?
1: Either, yeah, yeah. Or you disgrace like your your dean for like for the popularity that you can gain being famous, because the most popular things or the easiest way to become famous in this day and age is to do Haram stuff, like or making music, yeah. Being someone who who attribute if you're gonna obviously a lot of these kufar that they're, they're famous because they can do a lot of things that Muslims can't. Like I've seen them, and I'm like, how can I turn this? into something halal and still be in the same position. You know what I'm saying? Like, but at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't care about the position at the end of the day. When we, when I go into my grave, when they go into their grave, his number of followers is not going to matter.
0: When you go into your grave, like, look, I was, I watched a video a couple days ago, but it's, it said it just like this. When you come into this life and everybody's celebrating and you're crying as a baby, Right. And then you want to be amongst those whenever you leave this life, you're happy and you're the one celebrating because, you know, you're going back to Allah while everyone else is sitting there crying. Not amongst the ones who are, let's who, let's say, went against Allah their whole life. And the, the angel of death has such a hard time ripping their soul out and they they're in big disgrace, big discomfort. And they're waiting for the punishment. Think about that. Whenever you die, you don't have another chance. You can't go back. You're going to ask Allah for another chance. It's over. This life is done. Imagine you're sitting there in your grave. You're sitting there all alone. Is that not a scary reality to
1: think about? You're going to spend more time dead than you spent on this earth. That's real. Well, that's so real. Like we're going to spend more time in our graves than we spent in our whole lives here. And
2: like, why do we treat death like it's a surprise? You know, you can count more dead people than alive people right now, and it's it's inevitable. And there's people, and this is even like. Uh, one of my killers for procrastination and raiding around and doing stuff. And like, as the days tick by, like every single day when you, w- when I'm like waking up, I'm like, I'm like, today could be the day. Like, I don't know, that might sound like, like this guy's but I swear to God, I wake up like, today I'm thinking, I remember I told you guys the story of me driving. I'm driving on the road and I see, t- I, I like, it just all happens in front of my eye. I see two people going, uh, like, about to crash into each other and they swerve out, uh, out of each other's way. And I'm listening to Quran in the car and the, car, the, the verse that's playing is from Surah the Kaf. About the two men in the grape gardens, and what, he is, saying, what is he saying is, um, the, the Quran verse literally went exactly like this. I don't think that Allah will ever take any of this away from me. This was the man of the grape garden. He said, I don't think I'll see Allah on the day of judgment. If I do, he'll give me better, something better than this. And then like, how, more, how deluded could he be? He was in a state of kufur. And I was like, wow, subhanAllah. He never thought anything w- w- would leave him. He thought he was going to be here forever. Like, is that like, that's, you're not going to be here forever. I want to be here forever.
1: No, it's so easy to think that, though, especially in our youth, because we're young. The only thing that's like basically stopping us is, is time, because like, we we just need time to do stuff. But you never think that. It's not yeah, us yeah. who decides whether we live 60, 80 years or not. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already and decreed you know, that. And you know, subhanAllah, one of the insights that I have,
2: whenever I hear like an older reciter, like a person who's old in age, I think I'm like, subhanAllah. At one point in time, his voice was beautiful and he was... He he didn't have to cough every now and then and he was he was upright and he was strong and Allah made him strong and then his, his livelihood betrayed him. You he, know. Be, he became old and brittle and he, now he he's soft and weak and he's losing what he used to have. And this is in the Quran, this is in Surah Hajj. Like SubhanAllah.
0: No, I be I'd be thinking about this like, like, I had I had these people I was talking to. They were elderly elderly people, but they showed me a picture of them when they were younger. And I was like, dude, this is like it's crazy to to, to think about because like look. I I only know them from how I see them now, yeah. but to see like an older picture of them like that, I'm like, wow, Like, get, well, life's upon a it's crazy. And you know, they tell me, oh, it was just like yesterday, you know, to them, the time doesn't even feel like that long ago. And I want you to think about this. We, we, you said we're in our youth right now, right? We think that we have all this time, but I want you to even think about how fast is this time going? Mm-hmm. COVID was four years ago. 2020 was literally four years ago. 2016 was eight years ago. Is
2: that not crazy to think about? Yeah. Wa uh, we're back,
0: <laughs> we're all
2: right, back. guys. I we're back hope, after some you, technical difficulties. I hope you enjoyed the commercial break. But
1: what were we talking about? So I was bringing up how um, it's so easy to you know feel misguided when we're young because we're in our youth, we're subject to our desires, we're subject to doubts. Like we're we're curious, but you see the people in their old age, all they do is worship Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. They spend all their time in the message because their life is over. They're they're nearing their death, and that's what they feel. So now their desires are not as strong anymore because they've lived life. And the one thing that you can see from that is that as a young person, dunya that we're so like often chasing is going to betray us down the line. Mm-hmm. And knowing that, having that knowledge and still turning away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this age, like you have no idea how that turns you away from Allah. Like You see a lot of people, they turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when they get older and this and that. But not how everybody that? has that opportunity because life is not guaranteed. Life is not guaranteed for us, bro. And imagine knowing what the heart was built for by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and using it and feeding it with everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hates. How sick of a life can a person live with that type of mindset, with that type of uh, feeding their hearts with everything that Allah is displeased with? Or justifying things that is displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because you like it or because you think it's not that bad.
0: But it's very true. Life is not guaranteed. The only thing that is guaranteed is death. You're not guaranteed on how much money you're going to make. You're not guaranteed to see the next day. You're not guaranteed to do such and so with your life. But you are guaranteed that you will die one day. So, people are always talking about, "Oh yeah, live life to the fullest," but never talk about you have death. Prepare for it. No,
2: but actually, I actually agree. Live life to the fullest in worship and by that and remembering a lot. 100%, 100% yeah. <laughs> you're going to live life to the fullest. You got to talk about But like- you you
0: you got to talk about the death aspect of it as well because it slips people's mind
2: Because you have to Because we, we also have to Look at this logically Right now we're Muslims We say we're Muslim We've said our shahad But like we're still alive There's still some, Something we're here for We still have to worship Allah We still Who knows Something later down the line Something tragic may happen to us And we can uh, and It will be revealed That our faith wasn't as strong our faith wasn't that strong. You know, that's like Allah says we'll, we'll test, test those, test among you, test those among you to see which of those who are true in faith and never true in their affirmation.
0: Never underestimate a test from Allah because people might say before something happens, if I was to be kidnapped right now and they were to tell me to denounce Islam, I'd, I'd sit there, I'd say my shahada and I wouldn't, I wouldn't give up. But how do you know that? Until you really be put in that situation. Or it's just like the, the jet. People underestimate the jet, but not knowing that this is going to be the greatest test of mankind.
1: Yo, remember those videos where people saying, oh, the jet is not ready for this generation?
0: Yeah, like... And I was like, like he's, he's,
1: he is for this generation. Like, what? Like, oh, hold on,
0: hold on, hold on.
2: You saying comments like that is exactly why he's ready for this com- uh, generation. Like, you think this is so fun and games. Like, you don't understand the reality. If you're not a person who is strong in their prayer, strong in their iman, strong in
1: their faith, you're not,
2: not going to not not fare even, better. Bro,
1: even those people, they will be tempted to go to Dajjal, but they'll know I'm not going anywhere near Dajjal
0: because I'm a strong believer. But, but even then, like, look, when a calamity befalls you, you might lose, like, your arm or something. And then all, all of a sudden, you're having doubts on Allah now. And you think that you're ready for Dajjal? The greatest test onto mankind. You see these people getting killed in Azza and you want to question Allah. You see, you see what's going on in the world. You want to question Allah. Things happen to you. You want to question Allah. But then you think you're ready for Dajjal? Just think about it. This is gonna be the greatest test onto mankind. Why did the Prophet
1: describe him perfectly? And mm-hmm. even then, people will still follow him. It's time like describing him in every aspect, right? Everything, everything. His hair, his height, his build, what's written on it right here. In, yeah. uh, in between his eyebrows gotcha. or on his forehead, yeah. Mm-hmm. Written for the Muslims to see. You know, like, subhanAllah, it's like
2: it's like we gotta prepare ourselves. Like, we gotta sh- strengthen our faith. You know you know what, what better way to do that? SubhanAllah, saying we were talking about this yesterday. Musa alayhi salam, this is just for example, there's plenty of other prophets, like w- w- similar in his case. He was sent to whom? The children of Israel, Bani Isra'ir. And mm-hmm. he was sent to, him, to them as a guidance. He wasn't sent to us, he was sent to them as a guidance. That, that was their prophet. Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Like One of the Mightiest Messengers of Allah He was sent to us He was 1400 years ago Like you just said 1400 15, 15 years, centuries yeah, ago Yeah 15 centuries ago That's a long time And what was left behind From him Was the Quran You know what that means? The Quran Is a sufficient enough Book From his death To the day of judgment To be a guidance For mankind For people to earn Jannah, For people to earn righteousness for, to, for people to be able To enjoy good And forbid evil the Quran is a sufficient enough book. What better way to increase your iman, increase your faith, strengthen yourself than to l- read the Quran, listen to the Quran on a daily basis? What better way is there to do it? This is this is I'm just I'm just putting the facts here. I just like subhanallah. I just I was thinking about that yesterday. I'm just putting all it all together. The Quran is sufficient enough for us to read it, open it, and know that this is from Allah. And this is the w- the word of Allah. Know that this is the, like that was sufficient. We didn't we didn't need someone to uh, like for in Moses' case we didn't need to see him split the sea to know that, that oh wow this is the messenger of Allah. For us the splitting of the sea is the Quran.
1: Think about Quran like, is
0: the biggest miracle that we have today. Yeah. Exactly. Even wow. think
1: about how the Quran, it was revealed to the Prophet, it's still it sent to saying. mankind. Mm-hmm. Me as a Muslim, I feel like the Quran, if I feel like the Quran was sent to me as well, because if I look at it and I read it, I believe this from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then I believe it. I know that, okay, this is the key to my guidance. Like you, you said Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ask you about your, your blessings on the Day of Judgment. So if you have the Quran, you have access to the Quran, you believe in the Quran and you don't utilize it, how do you answer You'll for that on the Day let it get dusty on your judgment? shelf? Mm-hmm. You sit not, there. Even, not even dusty on your shelf. We have technology. The Quran is free for you.
0: Yes, we have a lot of different opportunities now and on top of that. We have the opportunity of memorization. You sit there, you read it every day, you're going to memorize it. It's going to be in your heart. Imagine the whole entire word of God inside your heart.
2: And not only that, this is a, we, pro- this is a promise from Allah. Allah says we've made the, the Quran easy to remember. So is there any who will remember?
0: Mm-hmm. On a daily basis, you should be reading the Quran at least five times a day, at least reading Surah Al-Fatiha and, and you know, two verses after that. They could be too long verses, too short verses. But on top of
1: that, you, you should try to read as much as you can. Nowadays we got we got people who they memorize Drake songs before they memorize Surah Al-Fatiha. They got you got people listening to all this music or listening to these to these ill things, watching these this garbage that's on social media or on the internet or on TV or whatever before they read the Quran, before they even open up the Quran.
0: And look, and if 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 you're a if you're a person who, who does this thing, just know that Allah is the most gracious and most merciful. It's not too late for you to go ahead and turn around and imagine the potential you could have to memorize the Quran to memorize the hadith if you go ahead and leave those things behind you
2: i love that you said that i love that you said that cuz cuz now that we've established that the Quran is sufficient enough for the rest of mankind for them, for them to be rightly guided for for people to emerge from like to righteousness uh, from the Quran what does the Quran repeat daily, day in day out, verse in verse out, like all the time in the Quran? Mm-hmm. Allah is the most gracious. Allah is merciful. Allah is forgiving. Allah is merciful. Even after you've committed sins, when it talks about people committing zina or and whatnot, Allah is merciful. Allah is forgiving. Allah is, Allah is
1: merciful. Allah is forgiving. How many times does does it have to be have to be said for you to to adhere to this? You can never even question Allah's mercy after He said, even for the one who commits shirk and repents for it. Allah indeed forgives all. This sins. was even a, a fear How, for
2: I, Pharaoh. Pharaoh, the, the worst creation of Allah. He was the uh, realization. He feared that Allah would have forgiven him if he had sought forgiveness.
0: And Allah knows our human nature. How many times does He have to say He's Ar-Rahim? How many times He says it a lot in the Quran because He knows we as human beings we need that reaffirmation. You know, we need that reassurance, mm-hmm. right? And Allah, and Allah gives it to us because He knows us. He created us, right? And He does. But on the other hand, I want you guys to understand this. Imam al Shafi. One said that there is a verse that every single wrongdoer should be afraid of, and they asked, "What is that?" And he said, "Your Lord never forgets. Mm-hmm. So if you want to sit there, you want to continue on your bat, your your haram, your falsehood, and you want you don't want to turn back to Allah. You think you're too good to turn back to Allah. Just know that Allah will never
1: forget, and you will you will earn you will you will pay for what you did. And you want to know what's so scary about that verse is because even me, as someone who, uh, if I commit a sin, I try my best to repent." You have no idea where that repentance will go on the day of judgment. You have no idea if Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will ask you about that sin or not. Because me believing so, I believe Allah Subhanahu wa Taala forgave me, right? But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, this is knowledge with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Mm-hmm. Allah is Hafuur Rahim. I why- believe that. You believe that, but you don't ever forget what Allah can do on the day of judgment. You will still be asked about everything. But when you committed a sin and you've repented for it, it's as if you never did that sin, right?
2: Yeah, he'll wipe but it you out. don't
1: live like you never did that sin. You, you live constantly, know, you're living yeah. in
2: constant repentance because if you if
1: you ever if you start sleeping
2: your human nature guess what it's going to catch up to you you're going to forget what it felt like you're going to forget what that regret from this phone like, deck and you're going to fall back into that sin again you're going to go back you're like oh it's not that bad i've been on i've been on my dean for a while now it's not that bad i i, I can afford to sin like yeah. you you want to stay away from that mentality
1: no nah, that's crazy no he's actually that, so that, he's that's, right that, that's no, no no crazy. he's right because look look i'll be honest with you me staying away from sin, you, I will have that thought in my mind. I'll be like, man, I've been chilling for a while. Like, alhamdulillah, I've been praying my five daily prayers. That's I, know, right, I know, I know. I that's the, and I, because it's so real what you just said. And I think people need to really deep what you just said because you might be thinking, oh, I'm, I'm on a good spell right now. I've been going to the masjid, I've been praying all my five daily prayers, I've been praying some of my, my sunnahs, I've been making dua. I've been doing my best to stay away from sin. I've been making this far. So if I commit this, sin, it's not that bad. You Bro, know what I'm it's not that bad. You,
0: you literally read my mind because I'd be thinking the same thing. And it's crazy that you said you'd be thinking about the same thing. You know, what that all shows that we are all very alike. So even you watching, you probably thought the same thing 100%. And, and, it is and, your human nature. It is shaitan that's, that's in your head because shaitan is in each and every single one of us trying to get us to fall into the hellfire every single day. So you need to go ahead and seek refuge in Allah from that.
1: Mm-hmm. That's even when you feel like you're at the high point of your iman. Yeah, when you feel like you're at
2: the highest point, you're like, you're like, dude, I can chill right now. I can, I can, you know, I can sleep in for fajr, You know, maybe I wake up. You know, maybe I'll, Allah will forgive me. I've done good. I've been doing good. Like when you that mentality, that like that's a sleeper mentality, dog. You gotta, you gotta, live, you gotta be on your toes. You're a Muslim. You're working as hard as you possibly can because you gotta think about it. You work as hard as you possibly can in this umrah. your late nights, early mornings. On the day of judgment, you you yourself, you get recompensed for what you have done. So imagine you spent you spent it, it could be on a like it could be on a individual level it can be on a community level maybe you do a lot for your community maybe you're not maybe you're not doing a lot for the like the entire world maybe you're not in politics or whatnot but maybe you're doing a lot for your community you'll be repaid in full for what you have done, and your efforts and like whoever whoever strives for that you know like how,
1: and if you're not if you're not someone who strives or at least you're not trying at all to strive, think yeah, about what that yeah. says about yeah. your, you your own self you like your own up. life because imagine being promised the best thing that you can think of in this dunya, right? And it, all they say is try your best at such, such, and such, right? And you're like, nah, I'm okay. I don't have to win completely. You know, I'll I'll do here and there. And, you know, I'll let that guy go ahead of me. I'll let that guy go ahead of me. I'll let let them go ahead of me. You know, I'm cool with being somewhere in the middle. You know, like I remember thinking that as a kid, I was like, oh, I'm a Muslim. So pretty much if I die on illallah I'm guaranteed gender, right? i will yeah, go to I'll, I'll heaven, go to the, I'll you know go to the hell,
0: I'll go to the Hellfire for a little bit, but I'll come out. But you as a
1: Muslim, you don't even want to see the Hellfire. You want not you want nothing to do with it. Yeah, that was crazy. Like when I had those thoughts as a kid, because I didn't know, I didn't really know what yeah, that meant. Yeah. When I was, I was a like,
2: kid, I used to think, I, used to think, I used to think, wait, hold on. I used to say, La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, and then I used to stop talking. I'm like, okay, if I die, it's it's fine. Like I used to say, I'm not gonna talk for the rest of my Dude, life. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah,
1: what bro, I Like, like I, I did have those thoughts, bro. I'm not gonna lie. And then then obviously as you grow up, you're just like, bro, that's not enough. Like how could I sit here thinking like oh what I'm doing is enough? Like and don't it's, don't it's- think about the magnitude of your
2: actions. Don't think like oh this is a good action like what I'm doing. It. Think about who you're doing it for. Think about Allah. You gotta say, man, like you gotta keep a constant istighfar. And then you gotta say, Alhamdulillah, for Allah for Allah allowing me to do this. You gotta say, you gotta praise Allah, you gotta thank Allah, because all praise and thanks is to Allah, and He's the one who covered your sins when you were sinning, you were down bad. But now but now that you're you're doing pious deeds and there's people praising you, you gotta say, nah, nah, man. Alhamdulillah, all praise and thanks to due to Allah. When the when, in the Quran in Surah Insan, when when people they feed the poor, like this is uh, it's describing a group of people who feed the poor, they say, We have not fed you except from from fear of, of Allah and like like subhanallah you, yeah. that's that's powerful Love. we didn't feed you except for Allah. and this is how allah guides people to do good action
1: like i've you know, even allah. i've even had the, i've had thoughts though like where i get frustrated let's say i'm too busy or something and i have to do something for my for my parents or something and i'm like damn bro like i'm so busy i don't i can't be doing this right now but then i'll do it anyway and while i'm doing i'll be thinking nah at the end of the day this is for allah subhanahu taala like on the day of judgment you will see the like the the good that you've done uh for your family no matter what like whether you're frustrated or whether you're not, like, that frustration is going to come from uh, from shaitan or that anger that you feel when you do something that you don't want to do, yeah, but so it's best for you. I mean, like, this is something that's going to get you good deeds.
2: Here's my thing on frustration and bad attitude and things like this. Listen, believe this. we live this life. Bad things are going to happen, and then you're going to die. Dude, you could either have a good attitude, think good of Allah... Alhamdulillah, I wake up every day. Like uh, like you wake up and he's like, man, alhamdulillah, I woke up today. You get that good stretch and you feel good. You, like you're like you in your car, you see sunshine. You can think of love for it or like, oh man, I'm in traffic. You can be bleak you can be um, bitter about it. Or you can be happy you can think of love for it. Like th- this is your life, you're living it and at the end. And I guarantee you, if you reach your dead, deathbed and you're in the hospital or whatnot, you're gonna think back on those times where you could have been, been happier. You yeah. could have been thankful. You could have, but you chose to be bitter about certain situations. And where and did gonna, it get you? In you're life. gonna regret it. Yeah. yeah. Where
0: did it get you? You're speaking about this frustration and having this attitude. I'm gonna tell you guys a little story here. So Friday, two days ago, I was out. I was with my parents, right, and we we're on the way to, to Juma. I was driving my mom's car, and I was speeding, and I got pulled over.
1: <laughs> this guy, bro. Every time, dude. Man.
0: I haven't got. I haven't got a ticket in like over a year now. It's crazy. And the cop gives me a ticket, and man, I'm just sitting there like, I could really be mad right now. I could be frustrated. I can let this ruin my Jummah. I can let this ruin my Salah. I can, you know, we had a lot of good things planned that day too. So I could have sat there. I could have ruined my whole day over that. But I was just like, you know, Alhamdulillah, there's a test from Allah. You know, I did what I did and, you know, I paid the consequences for it. You know, whatever it may be. And I just, I go ahead and put it behind me. And I I even saw a little bit that my mom was getting a little bit more frustrated than me. And I had to tell her like, you know, it is what it is, you know. It's a resolve. My action, it's qadrullah. You know, it's a test, whatever it may be.
1: But you know, I'm not gonna sit here and let this ruin ruin our day over it. That's a prime example of not being mad at something like unfortunate that happens to you, because at the end of the day, that stuff is from us. Like something that's not like something that's not forgiving our sins, like a sickness, that's from ourselves. Getting sick, you get your sins forgiven for that, right? That's an illness. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is blessing you for that. But if you get a speeding ticket, it's from myself. Hey. I'm not going to be mad at myself. I'm not going to be mad at Allah. I'm I'm just going to say, like, Alhamdulillah, it's Qadr Allah, and I'm going to turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's a prime example of what you did. And that's that's a mature mindset right there. A lot of us, like, no, like you said, a lot of us would probably ruin our days over that. I'd be thinking, God, man, I have Bro, to pay no, like fifty dollars like, now, man. No, like, because even then,
0: I was sitting there, I was like, dude, I haven't got a ticket in, like, over a year now, like, it's crazy because had I been in my car, because I even said that. I was like, had I been in my car, I have a radar. I wouldn't have got stopped. Or I was, I was even <laughs> telling my parents, I was like, look, listen, I was thinking about going straight and I decided to make that right turn. Had I not made that right turn, I wouldn't have got pulled over. But then again, you never, I never know what could have happened to me if I had
1: kept going straight. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it is what it is. The same thing could have happened. It could have been worse. You have no idea. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, no, with that, you know, uh, that's going to close out this podcast. This is the first time we ever had. Uh, technical difficulties. <laughs> that was actually crazy. I was like, what the heck? But you know, Alhamdulillah for everything. Um, take this uh, podcast as like a precaution, as a reminder, you know, open the Quran up. If you haven't, open it up more. If you could listen to it more, uh, take the Quran as what it is, as a guidance for you uh, in, in your everyday life. Like you have no idea. Like every single time you open the Quran, you are reading what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written for mankind. So take that. Uh, with that, As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullah.
0: All right, thank you guys for listening. Make sure to share this with your friends and family. You never know whose life you can change by sharing this. Make sure you also join our Discord server. We've been the biggest Discord server in the Ummah. So if you haven't joined already, make sure that you join. I don't know why I have to keep telling you this and you're not joining. Now, lastly, we're still not uh, scholars, still students of knowledge. So we're open for correction. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
2: alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.